G'day beer lovers and welcome to this special edition of Beer is a Conversation. My name is Pete Mitchum. The month of July is traditionally a quieter time for many of the brewers as sales gear down and the opportunity arises for brewers to update equipment, execute management regimes, prepare brew schedules for summer stocks and to take some well-earned R&R. But for one veteran, but still young and sprightly brewer, uh, Jane Lewis, July was a time to take a step back, to take stock and to reflect. Jane Lewis, the brewer and co-founder of Two Birds Brewing, Australia's first female-owned brewery, is also a seasoned beer judge both here and overseas, a long-time supporter of the Pink Boot Society, and she's made her name excelling at her craft at both Little Creatures and Mountain Goat before branching out in her own business. Back in late June, when Matt caught up with Jane as she prepared to give the keynote address at the opening of the West Australian Beer Week conference, she confided that she had committed to doing Dry July. That is, forsaking her beloved beers for abstinence and the raising of funds for worthy causes. She was forthright about her fears and her expectations and about the challenges she felt she would face. Not only did she publicly broadcast her intention to go without beer for 31 days, but she also agreed to a follow-up chat to let you, the listeners, and let's face it, beer lovers, into just what giving up your favourite beverage does to your body, to your health, and to your mental state. Jane is very open and honest about her experience, uh, and she shares in details the ups and downs, the easy and the difficult, and the surprising elements of uh, 31 days on the wagon. There are no simple answers, there are no cautionary tale type horror stories, nor are there suggestions that her own experience would be the same for any others. Instead, you'll listen in on what is a fascinating insight into a person who in many real ways has been defined by her role in the beer community and by her achievements over many years of making, selling, judging and promoting good beer. Jane voices her inner thoughts, her fears and her frustrations and very graciously shares with us a Jane Lewis that many will not know. It was a privilege to share with her her journey and more particularly her first beer after the fast, which for those of you playing along at home was a two birds pale ale straight from the tank and was most enjoyable, although I suspect Jane enjoyed hers just that little bit more. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Jane Lewis from Two Birds Brewing, thank you for joining us on Beer as a Conversation. Thank you very much. And I should say this very special edition of uh, Beer as a Conversation because we are honoured and privileged, uh, and, it, and it's just a downright pleasure, to be able to, I guess, bend the ear of, of people in the industry that we love and admire. But this time around, it's a little bit different. It's got a little bit more mayo on top, a little bit GST, um, because we've been invited, I guess, to... Um, to, to break the drought, so to speak, that was Dry July for Jane Lewis. Um, tell us, how's it been? Look, it's been really interesting. Um, I must admit, I'm really happy to have had my first sip of beer again. I just got back from the bottle shop buying a couple of beers for uh, for after work tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's it's been interesting on a lot of levels. First of all, I guess the the physical side of it which if anyone's friends with me on Facebook <laughs> you've probably lived through my uh, my journey <laughs> it, it's been a little bit like um the, the politicians and uh and the sewers in Indonesia open and honest yeah very much so um 
yeah, so look, it was a lot to start off early on. I had I'm sleeping really badly. I came off, not going to lie, I came off a bender in Perth, right? Like, let's just say that out. W- WAB a week, and you were the keynote speaker. Yep, chief judge. So or, there was a, there was a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. So I was there for a week. Um, WA is also home for me, so I was catching up with family, friends, and my beer, you know, friends as well. So not going to lie, it was a solid week. And I actually started dry July a couple of days early because I had poisoned myself <laughs> to an extent where I was like, yeah, I just can't handle this anymore. So, But, but a couple of self-imposed AFDs yes. is very different to committing yourself to the next 31 days, Yeah, I'm going to have no beer. 31 days is a really long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so physically, first off, I had slept terribly. Um, sleep and I aren't really mates anyway, but uh, it was even worse for, for the first week, um, which I couldn't really understand because that would not be a period of time that would be much longer than, than what I would normally go anyway because I tend to drink sort of Thursday through to Saturday is kind of standard for me. Once the bar opens at the brewery on a Thursday afternoon, it's my favourite thing to have a little, uh, have a little tipple. Um, but that wasn't that long that much longer than I would normally go. So the fact that it had such a physical impact on me was a bit concerning. Um, and then I think 10 days of not sleeping well rolled into 10 days of uh, headaches and migraines from one into the other. Uh, Were you compensating? Like was it – do you think maybe it was partly dehydration? I know, you know, alcohol is a diuretic. Yeah. But just not getting that – I guess that volume of, of liquid. Were you like – Trying to compensate by saying, I'm thirsty, I can't have a beer, I'll have a pint of water? Or Well, in amongst all of this, um, you know, scientific me and also me who likes to just do a whole lot of stuff all at once, um, I committed as well to, I was trying to walk 10,000 steps a day, drink two litres plus of, of water, and I was tracking all of that to know that it was actually getting through that. Um, and uh, I also started taking a whole lot of herbal supplements as well because the reason I went I started dry July was was a personal thing in terms of just to see about my relationship with with alcohol but it came about um through some medical stuff so um my naturopath had suggested a, a month off the booze and the whole thing had been that that idea scared me so much that I felt like I had to try it yeah even that whole thing just caused me to sort of shut down so I figured it if something scares me, I can't help but... You've got to action it. I've got to action it. So, and it's not necessarily that you know, we, the, the royal we, yes. um, who work in the in the alcohol business. At the end of the day, it's craft beer, it's all about it's, it's all about passion, it's all about craft, it's all about creativity and that sort of thing, but at its core is, is alcoholic beverages. Um, was it not so much ignoring, you know, the signs or the facts or, or, or the quantity that you were drinking, but it is more kind of... Is, is there... A little bit of the sub- subconsciousness saying, but this is my job, so it's mm. oh yeah, kind of okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, of course. I'm if I go out to drink during the week, I'm like, well, I'm working, obviously. Um, so yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of that that goes on, and it's not like we we force drinks down our throat. Like it, it is, it it's an enjoyable, yeah. You know, it's a hedonistic pursuit. It's absolutely. not an, an intellectual one. It's yeah. not. Um, it's not something that you know. There are plenty of people that we all grew up with, people that we know, who for whom it's just a habit. Mm. But for us too, I think you know, it, it's easier to uh, not diminish the 
the cost, if you like, the, the, the physical or, or health cost. Totally. Um, by saying, yeah, it's but I've got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. also something that we enjoy. Yeah, and I think um, probably what became really apparent to me um, is that, yes, the beer side of it is great, um, but what I really enjoy is the connection. So, you know, there's nothing I enjoy more than being able to share a drink with someone. So to be able to sit down with my husband at the end of the day and have a beer or a glass of wine or something like that or with my friends. and Yeah, exactly. So the problems of the world. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is the part of it that you know I probably hid away quite a bit, but um, yeah, that connection is is actually one of the strongest bits for me in the enjoyment of alcohol. Full stop. Just on a nuts and bolts level, because yeah. I know this will be of interest to our listeners. Um, I know Guy Greenstone has got a has done a similar sort of thing, and I, I chatted with him last week, and so I'd, I'd love to do a follow up with him as well. But he's got a an app called Tally, okay, where you can track. All sorts of different, you know, like how many steps you do, or you can in- input how many drinks you have, or whatever. Yep. Did you just notepad and pen when you say tracking? I tried to work out, you know, how many steps, mm. how many glasses of water, that sort of thing. Yep. Was that through an app or? Yeah, I've just uh, I have a Fitbit, um, and so on the Fitbit app you can do all of that stuff. Obviously, it tracks your steps anyway, and then you, there's a water tracker on there. So I was just using that to put in how much water I was drinking. Um, Part of the reason that uh, Guy decided to, to do his uh, you know, damp July, let's call it, <laughs> <laughs> damp every second month. Moist July, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we, we talked about moist November and we decided, no, that, <laughs> so that probably shouldn't catch on for so many reasons. Um, but uh, he actually started tracking, because he sort of thought, oh, how many beers have I had? You know, like, and, and you obviously came to the same sort of realisation how much am I drinking? Is it like just the, the whole process of yeah. of saying I'm going to track it because either I want to know can I fit more in yes. or am I drinking too much? How much is too much? To quantify it, obviously, you've got to record it. So did you record before Dry July or was it just a realisation in uh, concert with the naturopath to say, okay, let's have a break? It was just a – It was I didn't track any of um, my alcohol in the, the recent times. It was just um, – in concert with my naturopath. So I've, my, I have issues with my stomach and effectively I know that alcohol is one of the big triggers for that. So it was really around, okay, well, what happens if, you know, I don't have alcohol for a period of time? turns out my stomach's fine, <laughs> as in happy when I don't drink alcohol. So <laughs> things you don't want to find out sometimes as exactly. well. <laughs> sometimes the truth hurts. Uh-huh. Um, it's, yeah, it's that old adage of, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Difficulty sleeping yes. and the headaches, that sort of thing. Yep. That was the first week? Yeah, so first week, no sleeping. Next week, um, headaches. Then I, <laughs> entirely unrelated, hurt my back um, and then was laid up for a period of a week as well because I started doing the push-up challenge in amongst all of this as well. Yeah, because it's not hard enough to I know. go without drinking your... Your life's work and, you know, your baby, your, you know, your uh, I'm, passion. I'm a glutton for punishment. If you can look at my face right now, I, I literally am going, what was I thinking? <laughs> Which everyone else around me was going, what are you thinking? Um, so you hurt, back, hurt your back doing the push-up challenge or uh, it maybe exacerbated? I think it was maybe exacerbated. I think I – well, more more that I went your from – Your back was maybe more susceptible to an injury it would otherwise have – I think I also went from past. zero to hero. So – you know, when I started Dry July, I was like, 
gonna exercise all the time, you know. So, so I, I think I may have overdone everything. At do, that do you think there's a subconsciously there's a there's a bit of a I've got to occupy myself. Like yeah. if I'm bored, yeah. it's too easy to like. So for me, for example, um, and if I uh, when I sort of examine my drinking habits, it's that prepping dinner mm. and having three girls who do various different things on different nights and that sort of thing. Sometimes I can be prepping for three and a half, four hours by the time it gets to the, the washing up for dinner. So for me, I know that if I'm out somewhere at a certain time, I won't need a beer. I won't want to, I won't even think about yes. having a beer. But if I'm in that spot prepping dinner, it's like, oh, grab a yeah, beer. Yeah, sure. So did you find that there's that kind of uh, a need to keep yourself more busy than perhaps you normally would have so that those triggers weren't, uh, I guess, as, uh, you know, yeah. devil on your left shoulder rather than the angel on your right? It was quite funny, the, the, the process I went through, because I guess, yes, definitely part of it was, was keeping myself occupied. The other part of it was, okay, well, if I'm not drinking, then I can, you know, maybe book into things that I may not have always done. Like, you know, I've got to um, go to yoga on Saturday and Sunday and sometimes I don't make it there because I'm hungover. But, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be hungover so I'm going to book into all these things. And I I probably went from not doing a lot for the last, you know, June wasn't a particularly active month for me. And then I went into July with this whole gung-ho, I'm going to do it all situation. And um, I think I just... Did the typical Jane Lewis overcorrection, um, <laughs> which is a thing that my friends will be accustomed to. But uh, <laughs> so I think that's what happened. And so then I, you know, taking on a lot of exercise, um, and then taking on the push-up challenge. I think I just I went too hard too soon, and um, yeah, didn't allow myself to actually ease into it. So I think that's what happened. Now, my next question, he says, trotting carefully into the minefield of women and weight, but um, you publicly posted yes. that, now, I, I'm guessing you expected, the kilos are just going to fall off me when I stop drinking. Correct. And yet, you managed to gain some <laughs> some weight. Yes, I went up and down quite substantially, and it was really interesting. So, I again, I tracked my weight every day, so same app, I just put that in, um, and it went... The, the range was two kilos from start to partway through and then it's gone up again. Um, and I guess that's potentially with the, the lack of activity after the, after the back. But um, it's rested – well, yesterday I was 500 grams down from the start of July. <laughs> Which I was so happy about. There's just that smacks of a slight hint of desperation that we're, that we're talking in grams, right? I was just like, "This is crap." Uh, today, I don't know what had happened, but that had dropped to I dropped a kilo from yesterday. So today was one and a half kilos from the start of the month. So it doesn't. I guess it just says, "Is yeah." I had expected without consuming those calories, I didn't feel like I was massively compensating with with other stuff, but potentially, obviously, it looks like I actually was. Um, so. Yeah. Is there a possibility that um, – and look, one of the, the best lessons I learned from the Man Challenge was yeah. not so much what do, what does the number say in mm. terms of your weight, but mm. how are your clothes fitting, how are you feeling, all those sorts of things. Is there a possibility that doing the push-up challenge as well, were mm. you perhaps turning some of your, mm. say, body fat into muscle mass, which weighs yeah. – you know, is more dense? So physically you, you might have actually been putting on weight without 
appearing to. Yeah, possibly. Um, again, because of the sort of the issue with my back, I didn't feel like I've really done anything consistently. So um, I don't know. It's hard to know what the changes are. I don't feel different from a weight or muscle um, standpoint at this point in time. And I guess probably the other thing, if anyone is friends with me on Facebook, the the whole thing that I had was this idea that, you know, you give up the booze and I pictured myself like Snow White wandering through the forest with, you know, all of the birds resting on my finger and, you know, bunny rabbits playing around and all of that sort of stuff. I, I literally had that view in my head. I was like, oh, I'm going to be so, you know, footloose and fancy free and, and wholesome. And <laughs> when that didn't really turn out, it was quite a, it's quite a shock too. Because, you do, you get sold this whole thing of you're going to feel amazing and, and whatever else. And I honestly from a um apart from my stomach I, I physically don't I don't feel brighter I don't feel better rested I don't feel different to you know 31st of or 30th of July Jane Lewis so so does that make you think that there's perhaps uh there's something else about the lifestyle whether it's what you're eating or um I mean there's a pretty despite the fact that we're in hospitality, they're yeah. very inhospitable hours in terms of um, personal relationships, in terms of – it's great for professional and it's great for, you know, in, in terms of um, your engaging your brand with your, your with your customers. Yeah. Um, but is there perhaps, you know, if it's if not beer, then, then what else? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, look, I, and I had a pretty quiet month, really. I didn't go out much. Um, I had lots of delicious home-cooked meals and uh, ate pretty well and probably, again, one of the longer-running periods of actual decent, wholesome eating and, and all of that kind of stuff. So by all rights, I should be back backflipping right now. <laughs> but, but, let's, but let's consider you back. So let's yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But if you are intending to do a backflip, just let me know so I can switch from uh, record to uh, video. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Um, one of, I guess, the criticisms or one of the things that people use as, uh, I guess, opponents of, of things like Dry July or, or Feb Fast and, and all those sorts of things is not so much, um, and certainly the donating to a, a worthy cause yeah. is all great, yep. doing something good for yourself is great. Yes. I guess the, the biggest problem that some the critics have with these sorts of programs is that you then go on a bender at the end of it or people will load up beforehand because and so therefore kind of defeating the purpose. So having done it now, would you say that doing uh, a full month of abstinence uh, is better or worse value overall than, say, committing to Mondays, Wednesdays, Regardless of what's on, I'm not going to drink or yep. I'm going to pick two days each week. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's very much each to their own. Um, abstinence does not suit me. Um, so I find that really – I found it really mentally challenging. Um, uh, I'll come back to the three occasions I found particularly challenging. But, um, yeah, so, look, I guess I don't know that I would necessarily – do dry July again simply because I just don't think it suits my personality. Um, but I do, I have been talking about doing a booze free weekend every X amount of time, uh, cause I think that would be really helpful. Um, and really all it did for me was just sort of break the, the constancy and the, um, 
habit, if that's a thing. It was, I was going to say, yeah. it's almost like the um, the psychological hold yeah. that that something that we love so much. Um, and look, it's for me, it's no different to people who are addicted to doing running half marathons. Yes. Or people who are addicted to you know collecting um, you know Coles mini shop collectibles. It's like it, it, there's still <laughs> I think there's a there's a common link. And I don't know neurologically or, or psychologically, you know, what it is, and I'm not coming from a, um, a medical or science point of view, but anecdotally and looking at the way my kids interact with things like social media or, or devices, that sort of thing, I think I'm pretty good at recognising addictive behaviour. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's important that we recognise what our own limitations are, what our triggers are, yes. and is there perhaps getting around to the question, a thought that you feel better because you were then able to, I guess, like tame um, or at least, you know, domesticate yeah. the, the, the the beer drinking. Yeah, and I think that's definitely what I've taken out of it um, is that, yes, it feels much more, not that I ever felt out of control, but that I could, I can make a choice as opposed to sort of what I was doing was just kind of going along and, yeah, well, it's Thursday, of course I'm going to have a beer and it's Friday and, of course, I'm going to have a beer and, and whatever else. I think it's just made me a bit more aware and a bit more um, mindful. Um, so, yeah, making that choice because you want to and I went out to things and didn't drink and I didn't die and it wasn't horrible and... <laughs> You know, I had some nice times and uh, I found actually can uh, probably the the best non-alcoholic beverage I came across was the – so Maggie Beer does this range of um, yeah. grape juice. Yeah. Like there was a Ruby Cabernet and a, and a Chardonnay. Freaking add that to some soda water. Delicious. So that's kind of – and I could sit there with that in a wine glass and feel uh, – um, you know, engaged and, you know, all of that connection and all that sort of stuff. So That yeah. for me, yeah, one of the hardest things and having gone through Good Beer Week since day dot and having to travel most times, minimum 45 minutes, you know, 40 minutes if I get a really good run with traffic because I'm leaving at 2 o'clock in the morning and heading back out to the eastern suburbs. But most of the stuff is in the city or in inner suburbs. Um, and so the hardest thing was being there and saying, that I can have one or I can have two, and you kind of pace yourself because you know you're going to be there for four hours, whatever it is. But it's that not having something in your hand or having an empty glass in your hand and being around the most generous and godforsaken, loving, caring people <laughs> who have also had a couple who then just say, I bought you a pint of Biggie Juice. Yes. You know, well, thanks for that. That's really <laughs> going to help me. I'm just going to nurse this. She's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> This episode of Beer is a Conversation is brought to you by Unleashed Software. Unleashed is more than inventory management software for brewers. It's a system that runs your whole business operations and gives you an unfair advantage. With Unleashed, you can create custom recipes, effortlessly track your cereal and batch numbers, and understand your stock levels at all times at every location. Learn how Unleashed can help you run and grow your brewery at unleashedsoftware.com forward slash brew. The other thing I've got to ask you about, how much fun was it, or was it fun, seeing other people in the environment that perhaps you you didn't appreciate um, <laughs> them in their natural habitat? So when you're David Attenborough, yes. <laughs> looking through the lens rather than being on the other side of the camera, yep. 
Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I you know, enjoyed that side of it. That it was. A pretty, Jane, is there anyone you tame. is there anyone you look at differently now? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. It was a pretty tame, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon session in my neighbour's backyard. So, uh, but it was, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to go. Oh, I don't, you know, sure that would have been nice, but I didn't need to. But so you didn't get the to, you didn't get the opportunity no. to observe people getting a little bit munted. <laughs> no, that would have been good, but no, I didn't actually get that. So. All right, so that's 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 a still to come. That, that's still on the wish list. Yeah. Um, so Jane, do you want to talk us through? I guess we've we've gone through the the physiological. We've gone through you know the the yeah. bit of the roller coaster. Um, what were the hardest uh, times throughout the month? Yeah, so I had three that really stick out. The first weekend, and in fact every weekend, that whole finishing the week. I realised that's a really strong, um, uh, you know, trigger for me. So that okay, cool, the week is over, and now I have my beer, and that's kind of my full stop on the week, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's really interesting for me to hear that because I guess I kind of consider this business it's it, every day's a weekend. Does that indicate, I guess, that? We often don't see you as Jane Lewis, the business person, who the business owner, whose name is on the door, kind of thing. Um, and the fact that yeah, you've got your main people around you from that Monday to Friday, nine to five, kind of thing. Whereas I kind of think of it as these guys out the back here who are doing the odd hours and doing the you know the, the unsociable hours and the long shifts and that sort of thing, and, and every day's a weekend. Mm. Yeah, look, I think potentially that I I'm, I do work. Um, you know, normal working week. So I do work Monday to Friday and, and office hours. Um, so I do have a pretty strong end to the week. Um, and so, yeah, when that happens, that's, uh, yeah, that real, it's not finished until I've been able to have that beer that kind of just, I don't know, it's the reset button. Yeah, that says the hard work, the hard inverted work. commas, is over. Yes. You've earned this. Yes. Here's a reward. Enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that was the really that was the the first one, and that was so every, every weekend. Every week, every weekend, that was like, oh, Friday suck <laughs> when there's no beer. <laughs> this is the first time in history that anyone has sort of bring on Monday. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was really challenging. Um, the second one was really interesting. So I um, was speaking at um, an event, and I was talking about. Uh, failure, failure. And I, like 10 minutes before I went on stage, had this realization that I've never done anything like that, like completely sober in, in the nighttime. So obviously I had done that keynote that you guys so kindly, uh, posted, which was in the morning. Um, but yeah, I'd never stood in front of that kind of thing, talking about such a personal topic. Um, and without any form of kind of dumbing or numbing or, or whatever. My traditional thing is I guess if I'm going to speak at something, I would usually have a drink and then have another one in my hand as I am talking because I also like that. I, generally, if you see me at an event and I'm actually with – if I have a microphone in my hand, I'll have a beer in my other hand because that's just what makes me feel comfortable. And because you don't need notes. So you've got that <laughs> – that, that hand is free to drink. Um, just to put a bit of context around it, yeah. so strangers or, with you know, like – 
Yeah, Strangers, it was a, um, a ticketed event um, in Newport and it was a kind of business entrepreneurial crowd, so not a beer crowd either. It was, wow, okay. you know, like it was a um, – uh, it's called Fuck Up Nights and, and it's people who come along and talk about issues they've had or, or whatever else. And for me, I was talking about, um, uh, you know, looking after yourself and, and the stress that a, a business can put on you and, and, and failing myself to an extent in, in amongst my journey. Um so yeah, quite intense um topic to be speaking about when you are so clear and so present and yeah. So so is part of that that you're I guess having to confront what it is that you're talking about for a start, but is there also then again, it's the the, the, the little devil on the left hand shoulder kind of going I could murder a beer. If only I had a bit, this would be so much easier. So you're kind of looking for, a, not an out, but, a, you know, just that, it, it's like a teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think it is, I um, had another situation where something was going on and, and I was frustrated and I was like, oh, God, I just really want a beer right now. And I texted some friends of mine and I said, does that mean I actually have to sit with this and feel these feelings? <laughs> and they were like, Yep. <laughs> So I think sometimes, obviously, you know, there is a, a propensity, definitely for me, obviously, to to use alcohol as a numbing, a crutch, yeah. And so recognizing that 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 was what was happening there, and and that yes, we're just going to have to sit and deal and work through something in some other more resourceful way than. But is that any different to you know the guy who's got the you know like the what? Are the, what do they call them? The um, you know, the um, the balls that you <laughs> oh, roll, yeah, you know, the stress balls, stress balls yeah. or um, you know, somebody who's got the little mini, uh, you know, Japanese garden mm-hmm. on their desk, or uh, who you know trims bonsai on the weekends. Is it any different to that? Oh, uh, I think only because it's a substance of sorts. I I think. Um, but at at its heart, isn't it? You know, our basic humanity. We all have stresses that we've got to. Um, deal with uh, hurdles that we've got to overcome and for all of us there's there's a something there's a crutch yeah. there's a there's a help there's a way of there's a way of dealing with yeah absolutely yep totally so yep and then that's a legitimate a legitimate thing yeah and I guess because you know it, it's it's a topic that comes up a lot um, very frequently recently is that whole kind of nexus between alcohol and and mental health mm. generally yep. and I think sometimes it's easy to kind of just uh, look at it through squinted eyes and say, oh, yeah, it's about you shouldn't drink if you have mental health issues or they can exacerbate them. But in fact, mm. sometimes mental health uh, issues are just the body's way of saying, you know, you need something to help you through this in the same way that, you know, um, the body will say, I'm getting a headache, you need to drink some water. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. And I obviously, again, it's very much down to the individual in that respect and what does and doesn't work for, for that particular person. Um, yeah, personally, I don't feel like alcohol is a huge impact on my mental health, obviously, and then I've been using it as a just to kind of help me get through things. And But, you know, obviously prove to myself that I can do it uh, without that also. <laughs> but love of a partner, um, you know, yeah. satisfaction from work. Friends. All those things can have the same effect. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. And and I do see them, like I said, I, do, I see all of that tied up so carefully and that, you know, connection with my friends is quite often through that medium and, and I'm totally okay with that. And, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and and beer is kind of like it's it's like the seasoning on top. It's not the reason. It's not the it's not the meal. It's not the reason that we've come together. But it's kind of that bit that um and I yeah even just now sitting here with you and actually what we probably should do is um because I've kept you long enough. Let's let's break your drought here officially now on beer as a conversation before we go any further. Jane, congratulations. Have a beer. <laughs> And Jane, uh, listeners, has chosen the Two Birds Pale Ale, which yeah. personally one of my favourites, and a gold medal winning, multiple gold medal winning beer at the AIBAs. Yes, that is the one. Yep. Why did you choose that? Um, I was thinking about it today, trying to trying to decide what I wanted, and I kind of just wanted to ease back into it. I love pale. I love how um, consistent it is, and it's just a really, really delicious beer. Lots of nice malt character. Love the hop. So it, it, it can do no wrong in, in my mind, and it's always a, a standard, uh, a staple at the bar for me. Uh, you mentioned three yeah. occasions. Yeah. Talk us through the third. The third was, um, I feel like a VB ad. Um, I helped my brother um, move his stuff out of a shipping container and, and into an apartment. And so I'd done a day of, you know, lugging and pushing and all of that stuff, and, and by the end of it I was just like, God damn, the only thing that, <laughs> that would be the thing that I would really, really like right now is a beer. So yeah, felt like a, you know, you can get it. <laughs> you can, helping, you, uh, you can, someone move. yeah, exactly. You can get it emptying a shipping container. <laughs> well, so now, uh, in it, fact, I've got it now. <laughs> if only you'd done dry August, you would have been able to have a VB tea. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> My sediments, exactly. <laughs> We would like to thank Rallings Labels, Stickers and Packaging for sponsoring this edition of Beer is a Conversation. If you are looking for a more efficient way to package your small run, collaboration or special release beers, make sure you have your own conversation with the guys from Rallings Labels, Stickers and Packaging. They specialise in supplying ready-to-fill, shrink-sleeved cans or bottles to the craft beer industry. They take care of everything for you and take the pain out of packaging your special brews. If you would prefer a label or sticker on your cans or bottles, Rallings can help with this as well. Just give Paul or Brad a call on 1300 852 235 to discuss how they can help you. If you can't stop to write down that number right now, it's in the show notes with a link to their website. Winding up now, let's let's have a look back. So we were uh, you were good enough to give us a, a little bit of time, um, which is why we're here now, mm-hmm. to, to talk to you before. Uh, better, worse than you thought it was going to be, easier, harder. Mm-hmm. Sum up the month. Uh, look harder than I than I had expected. Um, longer <laughs> than I had expected. I don't know what thirty one days feels like, but I don't think I've ever done anything like this for thirty one days to uh to really uh experience that. Now did you you know in, in proper um you know Warner Brothers cartoon fashion, did you have either the um the calendar on the wall and you put a big red cross as you completed each day, or did you, you know, rip a day off each each day? Yep. So dry July uh, actually give you like a kind of a thing to cross off. So obviously you don't have to use it, but I did the shape of a beer glass. And so as the days went by, I would, uh, you know, fill up my beer so that, so okay. to speak, because it started the bottom and went up. So yes, I would uh, cross them off so that I knew what I uh, I had got through. So And just quickly, for, for those who are perhaps considering doing it, mm. you also mentioned in your social media posts the, yes. the golden ticket 
Yes. Yeah. So um, it is a thing that uh, you can purchase a golden ticket, meaning that you, if you've got an event or something like that, that you want to be able to drink for. Um, then so it could can... be like a, a wedding or a family occasion, something Absolutely. like that, where you say, for that one, yeah. I, I want to be able to have yep. at least a shandy. Absolutely. And so this was, it was two of my best friend's birthdays. Um, so I had a golden ticket um, and that just allowed me to, yep, have whatever I wanted. I didn't go nuts, but I drank some beers and it was, God damn, they tasted so good. <laughs> Did, that was fairly early on. Did that make it harder? It was the 20th, so it was actually kind of a, a – and I knew you that was – see the finish line by then. Yeah, exactly. And also it was – I knew that was coming and so that was something for me to grab hold of almost. It was like, oh, I really have to just get to the 20th. And then I had another, you know, 11 days or something like yeah. that after that. Um, so – so, and do you yeah, have to do you have I mean, to nominate those up up front? Yeah. So you, you, well, you can do that. You can you can purchase them as you're going, I believe. But I had, um, you know, when I signed up, my first thing I did was buy myself a golden ticket for that day, knowing that that had been coming. Yeah. So there is there is that if you've got life things that you want to be able to to drink for, um, call it cheating, whatever. It, it was a lifesaver for me. <laughs> oh, so you can retrospectively, if you fall off the wagon, you can you can. Buy one and backdate it. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't try, but uh, <laughs> it may well be the case. So. You do strike me as well as I know you as the sort of person who, you know, you'd be cheating yourself, and and, and you, so it wouldn't be in your nature to kind of go, yeah, oh, one sneaky's not gonna not gonna hurt. No, exactly. And and I did have um, a beer out of Dry July, and I posted it in my on you know on my Facebook page as well because I it was the day where I'd had. I'd had uh, migraine for 48 hours straight and I had also been helping my brother um, with moving stuff and I was just jack of the world. I was really just like, I just want, I'm here, my brother literally just moved to Melbourne from WA. I Oh, so there's an emotional kind of thing as well as the physical, yeah. you know, hard work. Absolutely. And then uh, we went out for just to grab a quick dinner and it's like, I just want one beer because you know, I'm meant to feel amazing and I don't. And <laughs> someone used to joke with me about being their work wife and how it was all of the all of the shit and none of the fun. And that was what I kind of felt like I was getting. And so I was like, if I'm not having any of the fun, I just I just need need, not need. I just want one beer. And that was it. And I sat there and I enjoyed that and I paid money for the privilege of doing that. Was it hard not to order a second? No, it wasn't at all. It wasn't hard at all. It was a it was a twenty buck beer because it was ten bucks at the bar and then ten bucks worth of the donation. But it was the best beer, of Scotty. It was um, Bolt XPA. So <laughs> because I had to get something I knew was going to be uh, consistent and good. Because I was like, I'm not. I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting this on something. Oh. <laughs> did you Did you ask to see their lines before you? <laughs> I didn't. I knew the bar, and I was like, No, I'm getting something else. <laughs> um, in can. Now to finish up, talk us through. What you've learned about your relationship with alcohol? Are you still friends? First of all, have you come out of this and go, yeah, you know what, we can we can be friends? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think we're lifelong friends is probably what I have uh, what I have realised. Well, have, have the rules of engagement changed at all? <laughs> I think so. We're not codependent, so that's good. Um, but yeah, look, I I I do it. I really enjoy alcohol. I enjoy the f- taste and the flavour um, as much as anything else. Although, having said that, drinking. Wine, Stefan, um, no alcohol didn't do, just wasn't cutting it for me. 
Well, Jane, on that note, we do need to wrap it up. But again, thank you so much for sharing the journey with us. And thank you very much for joining us on Beer as a Conversation. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of great Australian beer. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation. 